Today in the show, we have the pleasure of speaking with Alexia Georgisis, who works as a naturopath and soul coach, who has always had a deep connection to ancient wisdom, energy, spirituality, and conscious awareness. Alexia has studied with, with a variety of innovative spiritual teachers to whom she is eternally grateful. She is passionate about helping others embody their aliveness in order to live as their authentic, creative self, and most importantly, to know they have always been enough. I hope you enjoy our conversation. We believe in growth and continuous learning. We believe in educating and sharing knowledge. We believe the body is miraculous and is able to heal with the proper nutrition and support. And we believe the right mindset is key to your success. I'm Amanda Golightly. And I'm Kate McDowell. And this is Limitless Health. Live well naturally. Hello, welcome back to the show. A fellow friend of Amanda and I's connected us to Alexia a few months ago. And when I dug more into researching her and listening to a lot of the talks that she's done, her energy is definitely something that I connected with. And it's something that I think you'll really benefit from as well. So Alexia, I'm so grateful to have you here. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, the talk that really stood out for me was when you were sharing your story around burnout. And I know that's a topic that will really hit home for a lot of people, especially the kind of people that listen to our show, but people in general. And it's definitely something that I can resonate with, resonate with as a woman, as an entrepreneur, as someone whose purpose is helping people, especially over the last four years. Right. So. Will you share a little bit more about that with us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I think you probably read or came across that I did go through the experience of burnout. And, you know, one thing I want to preface is that burnout can be actually quite serious. It can actually lead to a number of different health issues on every level. But my experience with burnout and the lessons that continue to unfold were really rooted in um, ultimately humility. And this was something that I never would have considered because it was a feeling that I could do it all. You know, I could manage and not only that I could, but I should. And, yeah. you know, it's that sense of, like you mentioned, Kate, around, you know, being an entrepreneur and when you're in service to others, it's the idea of giving. And it's easy to intellectualize, give to the self as well. Mm -hmm. But what's very difficult to do, or I should say challenging rather, is actually having the direct experience of receiving and giving to yourself. So in a nutshell, I don't know if that's sort of answered your question, but that's, that's a big part of what I felt like I went through in terms of learning and seeing. I love that you brought that up about how it can be really serious, because I think it's also something that we brush off and we think like, oh, it's no big deal. And like you said, we can just, I can do this, especially as, I mean, we have lots of clients who are parents as well. And as a parent, it's always like, I just need to do everything for my children. I just need to do everything for the family. I need to just do it all. And it's like, oh, I'm tired. It's not a big deal. I can just push through this. And so that's something that's, it's really good to be aware for yourself of what's going on and pay attention. 
because yeah, it can be really serious. There's medical conditions can happen because you're not taking care of yourself. And I think yes. it's, it's not considered often enough for people, especially in the society. Yes. And you're absolutely right because it's often thrown around. I'm so burnt out. Oh, I'm so burnt out. But true burnout is to me an awakening. That's the deepest level of awakening to the true self because it requires that we shed all these layers of identity of who we think we are. And recently, I don't know if it was within the last two years, maybe longer, but burnout is now, you know, considered uh, for really, I think for workplace like big corporations is that it's categorized and I could be wrong. I don't think it's classified as a, um, um, or it is classified rather as a diagnosis that there, that it is actually related to more a work environment. And I think that's partly to do with having corporations take workloads seriously and expectations of their employees. But the other aspect is that I don't see burnout as being something that is an external cause. Yeah. It's much more internal, right? It's how we're showing up for ourselves. And we can put the blame per se on other, but as I think you guys both know is that, you know, anytime we blame, then we become victims. And it's mm -hmm. not to dismiss bad behavior at all or poor leadership or poor management, but it is really, really important to me around that sense of how to reclaim energy when you are in a state of burnout. And the first step is acknowledging that it's related to myself. It's my inner world. Yeah, mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense. And I'm going to take it back to what you said before. Anyone who's probably experiencing this or has experienced this, and the, you mentioned the giving, 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 and Kate, you brought up the receiving aspect of it. If you're just constantly giving, you're almost becoming in our world, I guess, deficient of something because there's only so much to give. And I think for women, especially who are probably in that role their whole lives, just being able to open up and receive and actually fall into that feminine energy that we've talked about in previous podcasts. It's, I think it's a fine line to, to be able to do that. It's just, it's being okay with that, I guess, it, being present and with our society, just the way it is, it's always pushing us to keep moving and just to do the opposite is sometimes a little difficult. Yes, Amanda, absolutely. The thing is, is that generally speaking, I think we're kind of wired. I mean, in our true nature is to be generous. Mm -hmm. You know, our true nature is to share and help. And, you know, mm -hmm. there's so many aspects to being a human being in this world, especially Western civilization, where there's, you know, get more, acquire more, be more. And and then there's a, a, a void that happens because there is an element of neglect, of self-neglect. And then the self-judgment, that's the biggest piece mm -hmm. is that, you know, when you are someone who's used to operating at, uh, you know, high level, and I don't mean that from a place of arrogance, but it's, it's a place of achieving, right? Mm -hmm. You know, excellence, perfectionism, all of those things that we do to ourselves sometimes. And I think for a lot of parents in particular, you know, there is a sense of guilt that runs, am I good enough? You know, am I, don't, I don't want this to go, you know, to affect my child. 
And that I think is so, so difficult for people to actually make peace with. But that dance of being able to recognize when am I overgiving is something that mm -hmm. is really related to subtle energies. You know, we can feel it. I remember the time that I knew something was deeply wrong mm -hmm. because I typically had a lot of energy and I was doing a lot. And I remember I was playing tennis and all of a sudden this wave of the most unrealistic weight of my body and fatigue hit me so hard that I wanted to just lie down. And I thought, I just want to lie down. Like, I just want to lie down in the middle of the court. Like I just, it was like, <laughs> I need to stop. But of course, you don't listen. Sorry. Yeah. That's pretty significant to have that kind of feeling wave over you in the middle of a tennis game. Yeah. yeah. So obviously that was a message. Did you listen to that message when it happened? Um, nope. <laughs> nope. 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 I thought I, I thought I knew more, you know, it was that sense of, you know, in my background, obviously in terms of um, holistic medicine was that sense of, oh, well, I just need to do this and this. And the thing was, there was a lot of doing. I was, yep. you know, had meditative mm -hmm. practice, journaling, spending time in nature. But Amanda, what you touched on was receiving. And mm -hmm. even though there was all of this, you know, beautiful looking stuff that I was doing, there was a disconnect in terms of me actually letting it come in. Amazing. It's interesting too, because as a society, and I've seen this in the past too, because I had MS for a period of my life. And I remember saying to someone, I'm, I'm just so tired. Like fatigue is very different than tired. And so many people are just like, oh yeah, yeah I'm tired too. I had a long day. Oh, you must've been up late last night. And it's, there can be a feeling of guilt when people are just kind of brushing it off and they're like, oh yeah, no tired. It's no big deal. And it, because it's something as a culture that we just accept and people almost wear it as a badge of honor when they're busy all the time, mm -hmm. when they're doing everything for everyone, they're being everything for everyone. And it's like, from a self perspective, you're basically telling yourself and your soul or whatever you want to call it, you don't matter. I'm just going to focus on everyone else and you're not important. And I think that's a big part of it. Yes, physically we end up tired, but internally, as you said, it becomes, it's too much for the, you to carry, right? Oh yeah, that's very accurate. It's, it's, it's that sense of abandonment of the self. And, you know, no one likes to be abandoned, right? No. And I, I no. honestly think that self-love is probably the most challenging thing to do or to be, to, to feel that on a regular basis. It takes time, right? It takes time and, and it takes awareness yeah. to, to recognize, mm -hmm. wait a minute, and me too, you know, and including myself. Absolutely. Yeah. So would you say doing all the things, as Kate mentioned, could actually be distractions from that process? Yes. I would agree. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. For sure. Especially, as you said, it can be difficult to look inward and perhaps look at things that are not perfect and accept your feelings or whatever's going on with that yourself or whoever at that time. Definitely. And, and part of this, Amanda, is that there's a sense of again, it goes back to, for me anyway, I'll speak from my own experience. It, it went back to a, a false identity or an identity that I was really attached to. So, you know, this person named Alexia, you know, in this body, 
but had, you know, X amount of education, titles, you know, expectations, things that were sort of like programming, right? Where programming me to be a certain way. And all of those beliefs and all of that structure that I, you know, was identified and, and built my identity on had to crumble. But the only way it was going to crumble is if it really stopped me in my tracks. Like I had no choice but to pay attention, right? Yeah. Do you work with clients who are dealing with burnout as well? I do. Yes. Yes. And are there, are there any hidden impacts that, on their health that you see? Mm, good question. Good question. Yes, there are. There, because, again, burnout becomes very challenging for the mind to understand because we're so used to you know, the sense of label, diagnosis, treatment plan, right? And I know you guys with your work in terms of the energetics and vibration and frequency, this is also very true with burnout is that it's as if the whole sense of self and, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually is being completely uprooted. And it's very scary for, I mean, it was scary. I, I was terrified, right? And it was very scary because all of a sudden it's a sense of your security is affected. Hmm. You know, how are you going to work? How are you going to do this and this and this? And yet there's also a very deep understanding that it's impossible to go forward as, as if you were the person from the past. Hmm. So hmm. things that can happen, you know, Kate, in terms of um, more specific health issues, definitely adrenal, a definitely thyroid, digestive, sleep for sure, mm -hmm. mood instability. What I found is it's to me, it's like the nervous system is frayed like a hard drive. And, and it's like having these wires that are sparking. Mm -hmm. So often, you know, individuals who are going through burnout become ultra sensitive to things, whether it's another person, whether it's noise, whether it's just energy, they feel everything but it's overwhelming. So that can lead to various, you know, reactionary behaviors, right? Anxiety, you know, for sure. Depression, for sure, feelings of depression. And some people even get to the point where they feel suicidal. And that is very, why it can be so dangerous because it's a sense of, I don't, nothing makes sense anymore. Hmm. Nothing makes sense. And who am I now? That's the big question, right? Yeah. Who am yeah. I? Yeah, because there's no going back, is there? It's all, and I would assume with all that the sensitivity and the overwhelm, it's really hard to kind of focus in on a path that you weren't where you'd like to go to from there, because there's just there's just there's just so much for that person to to process. I yes, guess. that's a, that's really accurate. Is that it's a processing that's happening on a cellular level. But what's mm -hmm. cellular, I feel like I mispronounced that, but, but it's, it's also the mind, our minds will look for, you know, what can I do? Mm -hmm. What can mm -hmm. I do to fix this? And that's, that was, I mean, still is, but that's one of my biggest challenges is that it's the doing this, right? It's always recognizing, what do I need to do? You know, and, and, and then there's expectation. Yeah. You know, I'm doing all the mm -hmm. right things and I still don't feel good. And so it absolutely is a place where the mind, the thinking has to almost surrender completely. And uh, mm -hmm. I know for myself, one of the biggest things that 
threw me for a loop was I, I had, I was living in Vancouver at the time and I was walking on the seawall and I was, I was really not in a good place. I was really, it was a rough time and I was just a mess. And I was just like walking, walking, walking. And of course, trying to sort things out. And then I had this moment where I could feel I had no attachment to my name or anything in my life. Wow. There was, and I, and what happened was I thought of Prince because remember when he dropped his name and he just went with a symbol yep. and I was like, yes, I get it. I get it. I get why, because my name didn't mean anything to me, even my family. Hmm. It was a sense of, I was oh. so removed and you know, this for me was uh, a big step and a big, you know, validation that I needed to step more into spirituality and consciousness. And, you know, I've always been not in my working life. That was always something very interesting to me. And I was very curious about, but again, it was intellectualized. It wasn't something that I had lived or that I had direct experience with. Hmm. So this is what opened me, but it was not a quick, it was not a quick, um, and I don't even like to say recovery because it, it's yeah. basically becoming new and different. New and different is very hard when we're locked into who we think we are. Mm -hmm. All we've known. Absolutely. Right. 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 <laughs> yes. Very interesting. So from, it's not a recovery, as you said, it's becoming something different, but is there some way, because a lot of the times you hear people talk about, like, I had to get rock to rock bottom, and then I was able to dig myself out and start doing new things again. But is there anything you could recommend for how people can prevent getting to that completely rock bottom? Like, what are things they can do to be proactive, which is something that's very not focused on in Western, Western culture, Western medicine as well, right? But yeah. yeah, what can they do to be proactive so this doesn't happen? Well, I would say trust your inner feelings as much as possible, that inner voice, because I know for myself, I absolutely, you know, if I'm really, really honest with myself, the, the burnout, that process was happening about eight years before I hit rock bottom. So paying <clears throat> attention to that inner voice is you know, to notice the, the feelings of fatigue because they come in waves and they get a little deeper each time or something starts to feel more, you know, maybe apathetic or there's more despondency. There's a sense of flatness that happens or even a sense of, oh, I'm not feeling motivated or not, not motivated like, mm -hmm. yes, I want to get all these things done, but just feeling engaged in life, you know, where it's just... It's just something's there. So that's that's one thing is definitely to pay attention. When another thing related to that is when you're noticing this, drop into the sense of what is going to nourish your heart. What is soul food for you? The soul food is so, so important. And, you know, earthing, being in nature, of course, I mean, that's I can't tell you how many times I would just, and I still do, although the weather isn't cooperating, is just lying on the earth with your arms wide open. You know, just surrender, just keep surrendering. Because part of, you know, burnout is that we take on so much, right? We keep adding, adding to this container, this vessel, and we have to make room. 
So to me, the whole process of burnout is emptying, emptying. So having a, some type of practice, whether it's five minutes or if it's breath work or whether it's meditation or prayer of clearing and emptying, because that energetically opens up space. It opens up our attachment or our connection to who we really are. Would you say by doing that, that allows the, I guess, basically you're getting rid of your, your garbage, if you will, that you can actually make a cleaner connection. You, you don't have like the wire connection. You don't have any issues because the connectivity is solid. Yeah, that's a great way to describe it. Yes, it's, it's because we're loaded with stuff, right? We're loaded with all this noise. And, and mm-hmm. you know, that's why I like music is another one, actually, in other ways, something that is, even if it's not even um, uh, something that sounds good, as long as it's some type of vibration of sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's anything that is a humming, uh, it could be chanting. Mm-hmm. This is something that helps us empty. It helps, it, what it does is like the mind is always like, a, you know, the old record players with the needle. Mm-hmm. and the LP going around, right? And when we do those different practices of nourishing our own soul, it's like we're lifting up the needle. Hmm. So we, we're interrupting the thinking because we can't really stop mm-hmm. thinking. We're just going to think all the time. But what we can do is become aware of the thinking. And when we interrupt it, that's when we get, we get filled. It's like, wow, I've, I'm not thinking. That's why play is so important too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. Uh, having that, uh, whoever you're with, like curiosity and playfulness and just being like a little kid. I think Kate and I find that a lot because we <laughs> we can be pretty goofball. That's awesome. Yeah, which I think is great because as you say, with, there's so many things that the world demands of us to do and the things we w- demand of ourselves to just kind of take that time and just be kids again yeah. almost. Yeah. One of the biggest things that I would say to myself that helped was there's no urgency. You know, that just some, some reminder, but the play is, is huge. And with burnout, I mean, I always tell people if they're going through this, that really re- reminding themselves to be patient, be compassionate, and know that it is not linear. It is not a linear recovery where you're going from A to B. It's much more of a spiral because you go around and around the same feeling many times. And all it is is another opportunity to, oh, experience this and what am I seeing differently? Mm-hmm. So the recovery is is more like snakes and ladders, that game. I don't know if you guys know that game. You might be yep. too young to know that. <laughs> yes. no, we know that. <laughs> I like that a lot. And it's it's interesting because it's like if you watch a movie that you haven't watched in 10 years or whatever, and it's different. And it's like, oh, what changed? The movie didn't change, you changed. Exactly. And the same as that going around the spiral. And another thing I always try and mention to clients as well is you can't do it wrong. We put so many expectations on ourselves of like, there's one way to do this. I have to do this perfect or it's not gonna work. You can't do it wrong. Yeah, Your journey is your journey. And, and however you do that or however your um, recovery or healing or whatever resonates with you, it's perfect the way it is and there's so much you can do and it yeah i think this is so great so thank yeah, that's you. beautifully said kate it's it's such a, a a sense of kindness 
when when that's there, right? To say you, there's no there's no wrong here. Mm-hmm. I've heard that many times, and it's a good reminder to hear it many more times. Just it's okay. What you're doing is working. Just keep moving yeah. forward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's such a it's such an interesting game that we play, right? That mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you know, I'm who's who's trying who's trying so hard. Yeah, and you know, I like to yeah. say to people also, stop trying. It's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. We like yeah. what? What do you mean, stop trying? Exactly. But that's the surrender. That's the surrender to what is. Okay. I just mm-hmm. think of the Buddha. You say, or not Buddha, um, Yoda. When you say stop trying because of, oh yes, yeah, Amanda said that to me years ago because I was like, oh, I'm trying. And she's like, try and pick up your phone. I was like, what are you talking about? You do or you do not. What is try, (laughs) right? How do we define that? So it's, it's, I like surrender though. I think that's really powerful because we're so focused on, yeah, the do, 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 which is such a masculine way Mm -hmm. of thinking about things. And that's how our society is geared and we need to have both. We need, we need both. And, you know, as we know, in the last, well, I'd say many, many years, but in the last few years, there's, there has been, at least I've energetically felt that there is something different around the feminine energy rising, Mm -hmm. and really just becoming more in balance, right. And I think that that's the other thing is that a lot of, a lot of us, myself included, I don't, you know, it's like, well, what does that mean exactly? Because again, so much of our world, what we see in the media, what we see in terms of, um, you know, the news, everything, it's like, it's very much about achieving and getting something mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, go and get it and go do it. And, and the thing is, there's value in this for sure, but there's a lot of value in wisdom, which is what the feminine is. The feminine energy is very expansive and it's it's wisdom. It's like the masculine energy is like the the um, task doers, right? Mm-hmm. But having wisdom is different. Then you act from a different place. You know, the action is from a different place. I've, there's a there's a guy that I learned. Um, well, he's dead now. Dr. Hugh Len. He was he's the 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 person who did a lot of teaching on the whole ponopono which is a Hawaiian training, right? And one of the things that he said, which I love, I never met him, it was in a a video course, but I wish I did meet him anyway, was was that data and information are not wisdom. Mm -hmm. We are so information overloaded. And that contributes to burnout. That constant chase, right? Yep. Of like, I need to know more. I need to know more. I need to have more of that. But yeah, it's that's not wisdom, as you mentioned. No. Yeah, the hopono ono, ho'opono ono. That's something that we've been sharing with clients a lot recently too, because it's the forgiveness is so important, and forgiveness of of other people, and it's the blame that goes along with that, the guilt, the shame, and they're not useful things to focus on, and that no. just creates so much resentment, right? And so if we can focus on forgiving out outward. But then we also need to forgive ourselves and realize well, that, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're bang on because to me, the forgiveness of the self is the most important. Yeah. And, and, and hard. you know, it, it's very hard. And, and in burnout, that's a big piece as well. So I'm glad you brought that up because um, 
when there's that sense of, well, I, well, I am good at this, or I'm, you know, I'm this, I look like this, or I, you know, this is how I behave, or this is how, you know, the type of work quality I, I produce. And when we cannot or, and aren't able to do that anymore, that's where the forgiveness comes in and forgiving ourselves for burning out. I mean, no one wants to feel unwell. No one wants to be unwell. And things happen, mm -hmm. right? Things happen. Any quick tips for people who are perhaps feeling the burnout or anything that we've described around that? You know, I think the, the tips that I would say are similar to what I mentioned earlier was just really kind of trying to be kind to yourself and connecting to nature for people that are very busy with young kids or have these demands. It's also letting simple gestures of connecting to the self be part of their day to day. So, you know, one example is I often will tell people to put their hand on their chest, their heart chakra, and just say to themselves, I see you, or I'm here. You know, when, when we do this, we're just turning that, you know, outward looking, outward focusing attention inwards, even if it's for a few seconds. And this can start to help kind of refill our, our cup energetically because and it's just so it's simple. so simple. It's so that's the that's the thing yeah. is that the simplicity is is it's accurate. These it's not about doing more. You know, I often I know I went into this mode where I put a whole list of okay, I need to do yoga and do, 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 I'm gonna do this. And it was first of all, totally unsustainable. Mm -hmm. But secondly, it was quite impossible given where I was at. Like I was, mm -hmm. I was not uh, able to really do much. My activity, physical activity levels went from lots of activity, lots of exercise to just walking maybe 20 minutes a day. Wow. I like that you're taking it and the way, taking it from doing to being. Like yes. just be. And it's when you say to someone like, you, how much time do you spend on a daily basis? Or what do you do to just be? And usually the response is like, what do you mean? <laughs> and yeah. it's something that we don't even think about. And it's not a part of society. But yeah, just like inward going inward and just you're okay. I see you like mm -hmm. that. Oh, wow. Exactly. So simple, yeah. but so powerful. It's, it's so yeah, it's so powerful. So. And it's, it's, you know, I ended up looking at, uh, like I learned Qigong because that also I found very, very helpful, slow movement, intentional. And the, the simplicity of being is, is really, for me, it's just noticing that things are exactly as they should be. Or, you know, bringing attention to the breath. But when we are in this sort of stillness of being, there's still lots of movement going around. Like there's lots of movement, but it's like the, the idea of, you know, we've all heard this in meditations. It's like the, the consciousness is the sky. It is unchanging, but it's all the clouds that come in. So when we allow ourselves to be that consciousness, be that sky, then we have little moments of ease where it's like, oh yeah, right. Yeah. Remembering, remembrance, right? I'm a little calmer from this conversation. Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad. Pretty neat.
Your energy is great. I love uh, that you came on with us and we were able to speak with you today. It was fantastic. Anything else you want to cover, Kate? No, this was exactly, well, we came into this with the intention of whatever's <laughs> meant to be will be. And I, I'm amazed with what came out. So no, this is great. I hope everyone got a lot of value from this. Even just the focus on rather than do, 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 rather than always the external and not focusing on yourself, even just what Alexia shared near the end about just taking that moment to focus inward and focus on giving yourself that moment even to say, you're okay, I see you. That was like, I, it's still like spinning around in my head. So I hope you got some value from that. Um, we will share how you can get in contact on in the show notes. So if you have any more questions or you want to reach out to Alexia, um, you'll have the opportunity to do that. And yeah, unless you have anything else you want to share, Amanda or Alexia. I just want to say thank you so much, you guys, for having me on. It's been such an honor. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank <laughs> well, you. thank you. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show and we'll see you on the next one.